there's no better way to start this than say this is an unfortunate episode. Somebody that's been on the podcast a couple times that we consider friends, uh, a friend, uh, passed away recently. And Mark has taken it upon himself, thankfully, because I couldn't do it, to create a highlight reel of our interviews with this person. Um, Pate's been on with us a couple different times. He always had pearls of wisdom in his own way, rather inappropriate at times. Like I just shared a story with Mark that uh, we have a state chat room and uh, it's been going on for a couple of years. And today we were pulling out some of Pate's best quotes. And one of them was, you shouldn't sleep around in the office because it makes things difficult. And it's just kind of the the comment that, uh, that would come out of Pate's mouth when you least expected it. And, and at most times, the most inappropriate times. Um, but unfortunately, he did pass away yesterday, uh, beginning of October. The dudes had a rough way to go the last two years. Um, you know, in one of our interviews, we talked about it. He literally died twice in the span of two days. Um, he's had a couple strokes recently in the, um, this last one, I guess, got him. Um, it's, it's been rough for him the last two years. And uh, he would do anything for anybody. He loved everybody he met, man. Mark, do you want to intro what you've done? Our first clip of Pate comes from episode 100, when he surprised all of us as a guest on our 100th episode. He is something what? cool. <laughs> oh, this is going to be nonstop. Oh my gosh, someone else. <laughs> I'm going to guess. I'm gonna, can I guess? Can I guess? Sure. Sure you can Brian guess. R. Nope. <gasps> <it's Kate>. Yes. Kate. <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> Pate is it's coming Pate. into the house. <laughs> and look how he comes in. You can only see one eyeball. He's so close to the monitor. <laughs> it's Pate. Oh man. Hello. What's up? What's this up, is Pate? where you talk, Pate. What is up, guys? <laughs> how you been, buddy? I'm good. I think I talked good. to you. I think I talked to you on the phone today, and you didn't let any of this out of the bag. My uh, buddy, I, you know, Warden runs a tight ship. I yeah, know. Yeah, he signed a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I signed it. You can't read it. <laughs> I was so excited when Chris said he's got a special guest. I was hoping when one of them was going to be paid. That's awesome. Yes. <laughs> See, I'm worldwide famous in Boston. Nobody believes That's right. me. That's All right. right. Well, that security symposium is coming up in March. Where the it whole is. the whole Missouri tech community is always excited to see Pate uh, in the room over there. Oh, it's, yeah. it, it, these y'all's conferences are great. Uh, you know, Midwest Tech Talk and the security are really, really well run. Thank you, Pate. <clears throat> We're playing a little game tonight called Zoom by. I'm going to ask you a trivia question about the podcast. You're for sure going to get it wrong. And if you get it wrong, we kick you out of here. Here we go. Complete the phrase. Heat stinks and sticky. Oh, that's easy. Chris's chair. No, it was widgets. <laughs> wickets. It's not widgets. Wicket. It's wickets. 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 Josh off. Bye, Pete. <laughs> See you, Pete. It was good seeing you tonight. Our next clip of Pete is from episode 76 
where we hear a little bit about his approaches to filtering, both at work and with his language. I feel like I am normally looked at as pretty, I'm pretty liberal with my content filtering. Um, I think you're more liberal than me, and I'm kind of excited. I think I should go and block some stuff. Well, I, use of the word liberal with somebody from Missouri to, to Massachusetts is probably a very different definition. I was going to say, in my personal beliefs, I'm very conservative. But in the realm of content filtering, I'm a pretty laid back dude. I will go through the security logs of the students. And if there's certain websites that they're just hammering at or whatever, I'll reach over and just block the website. You know, if it's not educational, it's not whatever. Bam! Quit, quit wasting my bandwidth. Get it, you know, go find it another way around it. Yeah. Uh, I will, I've had teachers send me requests for game sites to be blocked. And nine times out of ten, I just block it. Kids shouldn't be, you know, some of these websites, especially the ones where, you know, first-person shooter type situations or cool things like games. that. Cool math games. Cool math games is allowed. If you want to race your car on cool math games, you race it as a senior in high school, more power to you. So I've had work order tickets. I think right now we block cool math games. I've had teachers email me to block cool math games. And I've had teachers say, hey, I use that as a classroom resource. Can you please unblock cool math games? So yeah, I think we I, I think one day Lightspeed blocked cool math games and I just left it because I wasn't going to go out of my way to allow it. You know, I mean, like I said, I don't necessarily go looking, you know, there's times I go looking just to make sure that, you know, they're not on some place they're not supposed to really be that's gotten through, you know, the filter and stuff. But as they don't, they think I sit in my office and just stare all day long trying to find their ways around, you know, Uh, you look to search for VPN or whatever, and I'll send a student an email. I was like, how about, we stop searching for a VPN on your Chromebook and just accept this is what you get. You agree with um, Josh? Always. Rarely. Oh. That's not true. Josh and I are good friends, but <laughs> his his Josh's buttons are so exposed for pushing that it doesn't take much to go off he goes. Finally, we leave you tonight with Pate's first appearance in the podcast and the story that touched us all and shows why Pate is so loved by those around him. Pate, tell us about your school. How many kids? Uh, how many Texas? It is school? approximately uh, 1,300 students, uh, K through 12. We are located in the uh, southeast part of Missouri at the top of the boot hill. Um, we actually just increased our tech department to an army of three. Nice. Uh, I'm on year 18 of my job uh, for the first... 12 years i was a one-man show for everything uh, actually when i started uh, not everybody had a computer on their desk we had a three meg dsl connection at one of the <laughs> elementaries we had wireless uh internet like beamed into towers at oh. two of the elementaries and i had a 12 meg connection at the high school slash middle school that shared it that's and awesome. nobody ever complained about slow internet. Wow! So you, so you had a, a wireless internet provider beaming it. So you had a, I guess, an outdoor antenna in a outdoor antenna was on top of the buildings. And every once in a while, they would become the wind would blow one on out of line. Wow! Get up on top of the roof of the elementaries and line it back up. That's wow! Awesome. That's crazy. You know, um, then slowly we rolled out. Uh, lumen for our sis and when we did that every teacher got a computer on their desk 
Sweet. And uh, we actually just refreshed all of our teacher computers that were more than 18 months old um, this last last school year. Do you still um, use Lumen? No, we are a Tyler company okay. now. So, Pate, in your area, cotton fields are the big thing, right? You have a bunch yeah, of cotton. Yeah, we have, we, have, we have a bunch of cotton. We raise soybeans, rice, corn. Um, <laughs> shout out to Scott, our... Shout out to soybeans. Well, Kurt, Chris, Chris, Chris knows what it's like to farm because he's got that virtual. Yes, 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 yes. I play, I play a little Stardew Valley on my Nintendo Switch. Chris knows all about farming corn. Can talk to farm. Yes, you know. We had to hook up Chris with Scott to give him a better deal on his uh, pioneer. Yeah, yeah, on his seed, seed corn. Yeah, Yeah, I need some street cred. Yeah, exactly. That's hilarious. Peyton went through something pretty interesting lately, and I think he had a, a paradigm shift in how he approaches work, and I, I guess it's best to say work-life balance. Um, I, I joked with somebody that I told that was coming on, that Pate was coming on today, and um, I said, I'm going to have the beeper button ready because, you know, Pate can have some color, colorful language. And um, I've never heard Pate. No, I've never heard. I've never Cuts heard. only once. Yeah. <laughs> so um, if I only just, cussed once, I always said one word. <laughs> so to give you an idea. Uh, but yeah, um, if, if something if something leaks out, we'll uh, just apologize for that now. Uh, but Pate, Pate does really have an interesting conversation. I think Pate, this um, came up recently with that work-life balance conversation that we've had with a few of our cohorts here in Missouri about, you know, if it's if it's four o'clock on Friday and a ticket comes in at three fifty-five, if it's not something you can fix in five minutes, you're leaving that at work and you're going home. Well, it doesn't matter if I can fix it in five minutes. I'm leaving it at work. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, if you're comfortable, tell us tell yeah. us about so, the last year. What what? So happened? here's a. Uh, a synopsis of what I've been through. Uh, the first day of school, kids, you know, first day of school of kids being there of this year. Yes, we're in an elementary, and I look at my assistant, and I was like, I gotta sit down for a second. My chest hurts, like this indigestion's horrible. Like I need to sit down for a minute. So I sit down, fine, pop back up, and I'm like, so I call my, you know, I finished work that day go to work the next day and had scheduled an appointment for Wednesday with my primary care physician. I guess I got, I'm like, I got to have something. I can't have this heartburn happen again. This is horrible. Get in there. And uh, she's like, I want to do an EKG. Fine. Just do your EKG. So you can tell me I've got heartburn. That sounds amazing. Yeah. They come back in. They're like, man, this EKG is hard to read. I want you to take a stress test. So I knew that my mom happened to be coming towards where the primary's office was. If you tell me stress test, I'm thinking I got to get on a treadmill. So I called my mom. I was like, I need my tennis shoes brought up to me. And she drops them off. And I proceed to drive myself to the hospital to take this stress test in the ER. I get in, said, hey, I had chest pains the other day. They fling me back in the room, run another EKG on me. They're like, uh, now go sit out in the waiting room. And I was like, where those sick people are? Because I'm not sick. <laughs> I don't want what they got out there. Right. And I sit in my van and y'all call me. They're like, sir, go sit in the waiting room. Yes, ma'am. So I go sit. They get a room ready for me back there. Um, you know, I'm getting all in the bed and 
comfortable and the doctor busts through the side door and he goes, I don't like this downline on your EKG, but I don't have anything to compare it to. Well, years ago, I had done a baseline EKG, but them having it at the emergency room wasn't right there. So I'm like, yeah, great, whatever. Then the nurse comes back in with this bag in her hand. I'm like, what's that? She goes, heparin. I was like, what's that for? She goes, you had a heart attack. Your heart attack enzymes are high. I was like, huh. I was like, that was Monday. She's like, Monday? I was like, yeah, that happened Monday. I thought it was indigestion. And uh, so they they hooked me back up to the stuff. And the doctor came back in. I said, hey, by the way, so you know that down line you didn't like? I'm going to say June, July of 2020. I had another heart attack because it felt the exact same. But I didn't know. Holy cow. Yeah. So I was in the hospital in Cape for a week. They keep running tests. They keep doing this stuff. And they finally said, we're sending you to Barnes. Now, okay, Great. so a little a little backstory. Bar- Barnes Hospital, BJC Hospital, is uh, one of the top-rated hospitals in the country for you name it, specialty-wise, everything. Um, yes. But they're they're the top hospital, top heart hospital in St. Louis. Um, yes. So, and St. Louis is what? How many hour drive from where you? Two and live? a half, three hours from. Okay. An hour and a half from Kate. Yeah. Okay. So, so they so they send you to Barnes. They give me to Barnes. And they look at me and they're like, you know, you got your widow makers, a hundred percent block. Your, uh, other artery is 95% block. And you got one that's 90, 90% block. I'm like, how many arteries do I have? Because that sounds like I don't have very many left. <laughs> they're like, yeah, we're, we're going to fix it. So they scheduled me for a cabbage, uh, open heart surgery Yep. on uh, September 7th. Because September 6th was the holiday. Oh, yeah. Uh, Memorial Day or Labor yeah. Day weekend. Yeah. Labor Day. Yeah. So sometime in the night of the 4th to the 5th, I coded. Um, the call apparently went out over the system. A nurse ran up from the floor below us and jumped on my chest. She got off my chest two hours later. Mm. She wouldn't give up on me. She wouldn't let them do whatever. They shocked me 14 times, 14 paddle shocks, two of which I felt. I mean, two of which, you know, my body, I felt them. I was awake, but I couldn't talk. I couldn't hmm. open my eyes, you know, and stuff. Uh, that night, they end up sticking me on a life support system, and I start getting strong. And then they inserted a device on the side of my chest called an impella, which pushes against your heart to help it beat get stronger well during that time on the fourth uh i had a stroke which has left my left side weak um i have a drop foot it's getting it's getting better it is getting better Uh, i have a drop foot on my left foot and my grip on my left hand is not anywhere near what it was or close to anything but it is getting better i'm still in therapy for that um so i get back out of that They put the impella in me and on the 13th, we're going to go and remove the impella. They're like, this thing's doing great. Your heart's doing good. They take the impella out and take me off of life support. I code it again for 40 minutes. This They bring me back up, put me back on life support, send me back to my room. And that's when they come in with a new plan, you know, 
no bypasses, no nothing. Basically, the left side of my heart doesn't work anymore. So I have a device called an LVAD. It's a left ventricle assist device um, that the wire goes in um, right around my belly button over and up to my heart on the left-hand side. There is a controller that is on me at all times um, that basically takes the motor and runs it. And so now my heartbeat sounds like this. Zzz, zzz, zzz. Hmm. That's my heartbeat. Uh, I have no blood pressure anymore. Really? No. You get a top number only because there's no contraction of the left uh, side to do them that way. Interesting. Uh, I either am wearing eight pounds of batteries on me at all times or I am plugged into a wall outlet. And that is that is my new life. Yeah. Uh, I'm thankful you know, and it's, it's amazing, but, uh, what would have happened on, you know, either time that I coded. Right. You know, I mean, my assistant was covering for me and we hired him a temporary person, which we have since hired full time. But, you know, if I had, you know, not made it through that two hours of CPR before we got everything settled and done, they had had to replace me at work. I mean, it's not that I'm not irreplaceable. It's not that none of us, any of us are not irreplaceable, you know? But, you know, I mean, I was one of those who, before my kid was born, you know, before school started, 13, 14 hour days, getting everything done. You know, I was a one man show, but, you know, getting everything done. So everything was ready for the first day of school. After my kid was born, I would take her home and go back into work for a couple hours to get stuff done, you know, but now work can stay at work. Work will be there. You know, they submit that ticket at, 3.30 and you're leaving at 4, you know, I mean, unless it legitimately is walk over there, power cycle something, and walk away, it'll be there the next morning. It'll be there Monday morning. And nobody's going to get, you know, upset or mad about you took too long to fix this. It's been my my experience on any of this. You know, everybody was just happy that, you know, I'm there to come back to them and show them what to do. Right. You know, I know we all take our jobs very serious. We all are very proud of what we do, but... Worrying and stressing yourself to death is going to put you at age 44. And uh, your birthday present for your 44th birthday was them inserting a device into your heart the day before that if I lose power for 15 minutes, bluntly, I'm dead. There is no, there's no fixing it. There's nothing my heart can do to beat around this device not having power. Right. Uh, So, you know, work will always be there. And if somebody doesn't understand or think there's the most important problem, what I started explaining to him was, I was like, you're one classroom in a building of 20 classrooms. Now, we also have four other buildings, you know, so take your number times this other number and look at, you know, what we're all dealing with on our plates. You know, we will fix everything as quick as we can. You know, I promise you there are certain teachers that I'd as soon leave their problem sitting in that queue. Two weeks. <laughs> no, not you, babe. And, and not even think about it. Like the one teacher submitted a ticket one time and it said, ASAP, this is after I've been back. I've been working remotely from home, managing the network and things of that nature that I can do without going back into the office just yet. And uh, before I could, I signed the ticket to the new tech. And uh, 
I texted him and said, call me. About 15 minutes later, he calls me. I was like, hey, hey, hey. I said, that ticket said ASAP, but don't you dare go fix that today. I like it. They don't, they, they're not going to tell us ASAP. They don't get to dictate what the important problem is. He goes, I already went. I was like, okay, here's teachable lesson number one. Right. Never, unless I or Anthony tell you this is ASAP, drop it, run. It can all wait. Yeah. So it's I mean, funny. I, I worked with a, a network admin and, and he, the best advice, it really wasn't advice. It, it was kind of a postmortem on a, on a problem. And we more or less pulled a miracle and got something working. He goes, your first mistake is performing your first miracle because they'll expect it every time. And legit. I mean, we all, we know that. Um, so yeah. It, and Pate, to be clear, you know, you said you'll be 44 years old and I am 44 now. You yeah. are, you are 44 at, at yes. 43 slash 44 years old. This happened to you. So, yes. um, yeah. Well, I mean, the only recourse eventually in life is I will get a heart transplant. Yeah. Um, uh, this, uh, LVAD can work for five, seven years. You know, you live, I mean, you live as normal life as you can having batteries hooked up to you all the time. Can you, um, run, can you run a microwave off that thing? Uh, yes. What's got to be the favorite, low voltage one though? What's your favorite? Like, do you have a preferred battery brand? Uh, no, no, it's all. <laughs> so it's funny. It's funny you mentioned that they provide all this, or insurance, or somebody paid for all this, you know. But uh, they give me four pairs of batteries, and so I was looking at coming to the uh, Midwest Tech Talk Security yeah. Symposium, and so the last time I was meeting with my LVAD team. I was like, so what are the rules on me going to a hotel room and being in there by myself? Oh. They're like, it's not against the rules. Why are you asking? I was like, well, I want to go to this conference and, you know, I'm going to take precautions and we're going to do this and this, but, you know, and they're like, well, you'll know other people at the conference, right? I said, yeah. They go, you know everybody at the conference. <laughs> but they said, just, just make sure one of them, you know, a couple of them got their phones turned on. So in case, God forbid, something really goes screwy, you can train them real quick that morning. And that night they can, you know, whatever has to happen. I was like, okay. well, our, our, I mean, Bill, I, I think Bill probably volunteered to sleep in your bed with you, wouldn't he? And make sure you're warm all night. Bill, Bill would do that for me. Uh, unfortunately, I like sleeping alone. Uh, <laughs> alone. <laughs> Not not snuggle buddied up with with Bill with Bill. <laughs> so, but uh, I did register for the security symposium. Uh, yes, sweet. Yesterday, and so Pate won't I, like us saying this, but Pate. So, like in Missouri, there's a uh, email list, there's a uh, chat bill um, that Missouri people get on the conferences. Pate's a standout. He's a standout character, but a standout person. Yeah, people know Pate. Pate's a very welcoming nice guy uh he can break down if there's awkwardness in the room pate's gonna fix it <laughs> oh uh, there, there's gonna be yeah it's gonna get fixed sometimes he provides it yeah uh yeah but, but when all this happened and then and then the after too the recovery and deal it was the first time i can really think like in my career in k-12 in missouri like that the tech community was cheering for one of our own yeah uh and then to see the recovery whatever and to 
see him be active again. It, it is a big deal, and it's a big deal that, that you're trying to muster it up to come to that conference even. Well, and to give you an idea, I mean, the, the weight in the tech community, I mean, you could feel it. Like, everybody was wanting to know how Pate was. I was getting phone calls from, you know, p- people across the state. Chris, you and I talked to vendors that were wanting to yep. know how Pate was doing. Um, so, yeah, it, it it was an interesting experience, to say the least. And we didn't experience a quarter of it. Um, so, yeah, it, it was pretty interesting. Um, but it's cool you're going to get to go to your first conference since all this happened, Pate. Yes, I will. I will be there. Will there be a parade? Chris, we might have to... Shoot. We might have to do something. Can we just have some confetti when I walk in? Yeah, those confetti. Now, that won't, yes. that won't like, kick your LVAD. Like, we don't have to worry about your heart rhythm or anything, right? Because you don't. No, nah, have... it might just scare me to death, but it won't yeah. have my LVAD. Yeah. I'll get I'll get the confetti gun. Pate, we might need some batteries for it. <laughs> I got some batteries. <laughs> if somebody needs a jump start in the parking lot, can we just Boom. hook you up to it? Yeah. Awesome. Just... <laughs> that was a funny oh, story. Man. I finally got the bill from Barnes Jewish and the itemized bill so of course i was looking through it and uh i'll just be real frank and honest the before discounted amount they billed me was 1.5 million dollars good lord the after discount from insurance or whatever was 980 something thousand dollars crazy uh now fortunately i mean we have insurance and so you know everything's everything's fine uh uh well the Scott, we mentioned earlier, he uh, hosted a charity fundraiser golf tournament for me here, and it was really well received. Uh, we have a nine-hole golf course here in New Madrid, and uh, it's New Madrid. A- I thought it was New Madrid. <laughs> Do I look like I'm from Spain? <laughs> Sorry. And uh, so there was over a hundred and twenty hole sponsors. That's yeah. awesome on a nine-hole golf course. Yeah, and I mean. You know, there's days, I'm not going to lie to y'all, there's days I get down still. You know, sure. God, I'm on batteries, I'm on this, you know, sure. I got to have this. But you can go back and I look at those golf pictures and just start reading the number of people who sponsored, helped. Mm-hmm. You know, and some of them are complete strangers. Like, I don't know these people. No clue who they are. But because they knew somebody else and they wanted to help, they did it. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's on. It's uncanny. It's unreal. Uh, my friends, uh, now we'll, uh, as a side our note, there are insurances available, like through our work, through American Fidelity. Um, I did have the cancer policy and the stroke heart attack rider, you know, so that did help pay off. And I had an ICU rider, which, you know, helped pay me some money too. So that helped pay for my uh, in-home generator we had to put in. Okay. But this impending weather, I'm glad it's in. No doubt. Hope I don't ever use it, but you know, it was it's real touching. Uh, I was in the hospital for seventy seven days total, between the hospitals and rehab. And those seventy seven days, I never spent a single day alone. I was thought I was going to spend one day alone. I got down to a couple weeks left, and I thought I was in trouble. So I reached out to Josh. I was like, Josh, if you can make it, that'd be great. You know, if you can't, you know, he's like. So, I mean, that's what I had. I had 77 days of somebody being there with me that it wasn't medical professionals to talk to or mm-hmm. this and that and the other, you know, to see stuff different and stuff. So, it was really, it, it's all been a humbling experience without support, you know, out support and stuff. And the big, the big lesson you learned is family first and. It is always family first and work will be there. You know, if the network is flat down, of course, you're going to try to fix it. 
if a teacher's speaker volume doesn't work Friday at 350, hope they turned it off over the weekend and fixed it when you come back in on Monday. Right. Yeah. You know, so, but yeah, it's, you know, you got to take care of yourself. Stress is not, stress isn't good. Yeah. You know, when you're 43 years old and you have three blockages that the lowest one's 90%. And that really wasn't a whole lot of stress. That was heredity, lifestyle, things of that nature. But Well, in full disclosure, though, too, you're not 500 pounds either. I am not. Uh, I was, I was, you know, overweight. Uh, I did lose 40 pounds in the hospital. And people are like, man, I wish I could lose 40 pounds. I said, if I got one heck of a diet plan you can get on. Yeah. They bring yeah. the food to you three times a day, and they don't tell you if you're hungry, you get more. Yeah. There's no going back up to the kitchen pot and getting you another scoop of the vittles. <laughs> vittles. Well, Pate, we, we appreciate your time and your your sayings. Um, you, there, you, you have quite a few sayings. Um, and I, I think we're more excited about the security symposium might be uh, Pate's return to conference life. This could be. Uh, it will be. That's cool. And this, actually, I'm an attendee plus plus yeah. whatever I am. So he's so I'm already. Also, I'm also good for Midwest Tech Talk. In July. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that's awesome plugs. And, I, and uh, if you are considered going to one or both, it is the thing to do is get the attendee plus. Take money out of Josh's guy. back pocket. And Listen to him. Some money. I think he's, he's earned a, suck it up. He's, he's got earned a vote. t-shirt. Yeah, he's he's trying hard for this guest host spot. Um, you know, Chris, that it's worth it's worth mentioning. I, I mentioned that we had vendors reaching out to us asking how Pate was doing and checking on him, make sure he was, mm-hmm. you know, just getting the latest scoop. Um, and a vendor we have not talked about today that we typically do talk about every week, um, provision. That was the folks from Provision that were reaching out to me, and I think you as well, checking on Pate. Yep. So that, you know, we talk about those guys, Ryan and, and Andrew and Derek and Jeff, every week um, about knowing what they're doing tech-wise and being great a great company to work with. They're also, this goes to speak that they're great humans. Um, each one of those guys reached out and wanted an update on Pate, um, and they were... They were uh, doing it for the right reasons, you know. They were because they're humans and they like they they know Pate and consider him a friend. Um, they're they're great guys. So if you're in Missouri or um, in this region and you you're looking for a, a provider of hardware, software, consulting services, um, definitely look up Provision Data Solutions. You have their Ryan's email address. Ryan R at provisionds.com. You can Google Provision Data Solutions uh, and check them out. But Ryan R at provisionds.com. All right, guys, it's been a good episode. It's I think it's done sleeting for now. I was I just got a text from my superintendent asking if we're in the all clear, um, but it looks like we're in a little window of nothing. Okay. Well, did you take cookies over there yet? Yes, my son took cookies there last night. Well, then he's not in the all clear. Well, we canceled for today and tomorrow. So the question, he'll be delivering more cookies tomorrow afternoon or evening. He's going to make some gooey butter cookies for the superintendent uh, to cancel school. So nice. uh, that was episode 59. Did I say 59? Shoot. Man, we're we're going to be hitting 60 soon. Um Again, hit us on Twitter, K12 Tech Talk Pod, email address, K12 Tech Talk at gmail.com. 
Let us know who your favorite guest host is. Uh, let us know what you thought of Pate's story. This I will tell you this is a 100% authentic story, and uh, nothing he said was made up. Uh, it's 100% factual and true, and uh, I think that that whole family first, leave work at work mentality is something that we could all uh, do better at, especially uh, some of us in Missouri that we know. Uh, so uh, it's it's very real, and, and you never know when something like that could happen to you. So uh, any parting Thanks, any parting words, gentlemen? I appreciate y'all having me on. Yeah, I've listened it's been to uh, love listening to. Uh, I've listened to every iteration of Josh's podcast he's he, ever had. Yeah, and my uh, radio show. I, and, I would yeah. be Josh's groupie. From all of us in the K twelve Tech Talk podcast, Pate, we thank you for bringing us joy, humor, and a sense of purpose. We miss you, Pate.